You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You can find us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nod of the Scribe. Well, just like the Hornets look really good in the first preseason game, bunch of good individual performances. You come away with the win, double dig against Oklahoma City. It was anything but that on a Thursday night in the Spectrum Center against the Memphis Grizzlies. Right out of the gate, they fall 31 to 19 in the first quarter. It got worse in the second when they were outscored 42 to 24 in that quarter. Second half, who cared? The damage had already been done. The Hornets get blown out 128 to 98 in their second preseason game. PJ, a bad shooting night, two for 10. Mello, a bad shooting night, five of 17. Uh, McDaniels, bad shooting night, three of 13. Lots of problems in this one. Nada, what were your takeaways from watching preseason game number two against the, the Grizz? Hornets really, really, really made a mistake in not bringing a veteran center in because you had obviously Gordon Hayward who was going to miss it due to health and safety protocol. You had um, Mason Plumley, Plum Dog Millionaire, miss the game. And this was one of those that was just a bad matchup. And you saw basically Steven Adams become Godzilla and just own the glass. He had a double-double in the first half, and he wasn't really trying. There were points where you saw Josh, again, Jalen McDaniels essentially have to seal him off, and it was just impossible. Like, the veteran, like, the big thing about this team was that were they going to get enough improved center play to possibly mitigate whatever like advantage everybody else had on the glass? And the answer thus far, and granted it is preseason, is no. And the center play's got to be much, much better. And I think at this point, you can blame like the players so much. What Brego was saying was they got to be more physical, they got to be this, they got to be that. But at some point, the onus does fall on veteran management, and this is where if someone wants to get mad at the at front office for not bringing in a Rashawn Holmes, yeah, this is kind of where you can say this is why you needed a Rashawn Holmes because the glass was basically dominated all night by the Memphis Grizzlies and against other bigger physical teams. I don't see the remedy at this point. Well, the Hornets also shot dreadfully from three-point range. It was 10 of 41 was their performance. They shot 24.4% from deep, but you brought up the rebound numbers. Nobody had more than five rebounds in this game. PJ had five in 24 minutes. Cody Martin had five in 23 minutes, and that was the most that you would get from anybody. 36 total. Not of the Memphis Grizzlies had 68 total rebounds, and that's not where the fun or the not-so-much-fun stops. The offensive rebounds, Steven Adams, he had eight total. And you see where the Charlotte Hornets ended up on the night. They had 12 offensive rebounds total. Steven Adams himself almost came to matching the Charlotte Hornets um, altogether. Yeah, I mean, the, the rebounding w- was awful. But even if you just look at the, the awful shooting, 
I think, you know, if you're not going to be able to hit shots and you don't get second chances and you don't rebound and you don't defend, yeah, you're going to get blown out by 30 points. And that's what happened against Memphis. I will say this. If you want to talk about some good things that happened last night, James yeah. Booknight, once again, putting together a pretty nice performance, seven of 16 for Booknight, only hit one three pointer of the four that he took, but did have 17 points. Uh, Book night. It looks the part right now. Not a. I, I come away impressed every time I put an extra point up about it. I'll probably retweet that just so people can check it out after the first OKC game. But he looks the part. He's somebody that I think you can start to trust offensively coming into the season, really helping out kind of right away as we continue to talk about that specific aspect. Nada. Yeah, like we I, we could move on if we wanted to, but he's a rookie. It's it's book night continuing to give us good performances. We're going to praise the rookie for it. And here was another uh, here was another game of, Mind of you, showing just this that rookie also put uh, I forgot whoever it was on a poster last night. We ain't even get, let, let, let. Yeah, that, that's that was right. A that flush was a, and it was a business decision, but it was a too late business decision at this point. Like James book night looked like you said he looks the part. He plays the pick and roll like he's a veteran. He defends okay, which is all that you ask for at this point from a rookie. He defends okay. They might have gotten another steal. Like that's that's where I'm almost at. Like I am when it comes to James Booknight, I am very very bullish. I'm not normally as everybody knows. I'm not normally bullish on most rookies or most players, but for right now, the kind of work he's putting in, I I, I might be Push to say, yo, that's the sixth man right now. For this year, that's the sixth man. Well, I mean, and you I, would be saying he's coming in over a Kelly Oubre, a Miles yes, Bridges, a PJ Washington. Like, I, I don't think. Well, he's still got to be behind those guys, right? Well, I mean, if you're well, talking, I mean, Mace. Yeah, I know Mason kind of messes things up because he's not really a starter, but he's going to be the starting five. Uh, yeah, Book Knight is going to be awesome. Like here, I, I'm trying to praise him with you. Not like the guy's been great, but he's still not better than PJ. Still not going to be better than Miles and, and Kelly Oubre. I think he's better. James than Book Knight. I think he's. I think he's going to end up being a much more consistent scorer than Kelly. I feel. I well, feel yeah, and you know what I. I, his rookie season. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like I, I think book Knight has a lot of potential. Um, his ceiling is really high. I, it's just tough for me to say that for a guy like Kelly who can come in and, and, and score a little bit. Um, but yeah, he's been great. I Nada. Like I, I, like, I, I, agree. I, I get where you're coming from, where you're kind of saying, hold up, hold there are certain nuances. You hate expectations and you yourself are creating expectations for everybody about book Knight. That's what you're doing. I hate that you just did that to me. How dare you, sir? How dare you? <laughs> I'm just telling you. Like, like, Here I am. I don't want people to look at you and say, Nada, you said this about Book Knight. Why did he go two of 13 in this game? And you have to be, well, he's a rookie. We can't expect this. And then they're going to go to this podcast and say, well, you were bullish on this. I'm helping you help yourself, Nada. You know what? Damn it. You're right. I'm going to stop now. You're right. <laughs> but it's you're okay right. to be excited. You're it's right. okay no, to be no, excited, no, no, though. But it's okay. uh, again, I will keep my quiet optimism quiet for, for until maybe the first month, and then I can start. Don't don't do that. Be be excited. No, I want you no, to be excited. I just now. need to reel you back from uh -uh. going too crazy. Uh -uh, you, I just don't want you to stay. I don't, I don't want you to say he's going to be in the starting lineup. I don't want you to say he's the second best player on the team. I don't want you to go all the way there because I could see it. I could see that in your eye. I could feel it in your soul that you wanted to go. Book night is going to be the best player on the Hornets for before. Oh it's no too no long. no no no! I wasn't going to go there. No, again, we all know who. Again, who gets a big piece of chicken? 
is, is LaMelo. That's, that's always going to be the case. <laughs> I wasn't even going to say second best, but best off the bench, especially when I'm pretty sure that it's going to be, again, the bench is going to look like Book Knight, Kai, PJ for right now. Yeah, I might. You think Kai? I'm not Kai. Not Kai. I'm sorry. Book Knight, Oubre, PJ. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. okay. Kelly is what you're thinking. That's okay. I just wanted to make sure we can we can talk about Kai heading into the next segment. But yeah, yeah, let's let's we we can put we can put a bow on this one though. Not like Book Knight. No, I I am with you. All of the good feelings here. He he looks good offensively. He just looks comfortable. Mm-hmm. He's driving to the rack. The dunk was awesome. And that dunk, by the way, I think Kai Jones on media day expressed it accurately as much as anybody when he said he's got the sneaky. It's not like he's got sneaky hops. It's just the most casual hops mm-hmm. like he, it didn't seem explosive, but he is explosive. He did. He did slam it down with pretty good authority, mm-hmm. but the rise wasn't like, oh, my God, he's going to destroy the rim once he gets to his apex. And and that's what Kai Jones was kind of describing too on media day. Uh, yeah, it, it's OK to be excited about James Booknight. I am not here to limit the excitement. All right, Nada, let's talk about uh, sleeper, though, because sleeper is also something that brings you excitement. It's the right way to play fantasy basketball. Tell the people how they can subscribe to sleeper. Now, again, Walker, they figured out the game of fantasy basketball, kind of like I figured out what James Booknight's going to be. But in 2018, <laughs> sleeper decided, figured out that the game of fantasy basketball was broken. Two years later, they released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick. It's only available on sleeper in Game Pick. Owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. The days of losing because your opponent just had more games? Over. The days of mindless daily busy work? Over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that busy work? That's also over. Game picks allow you to do it based off of player matchups, home versus away, opponent defensive ranking, pace of play, and more. Whether you prefer redraft, keeper, or dynasty, Game Picks has you covered. Sleeper crack the fantasy basketball code. If you play fantasy football, prefer building out a weekly strategy rather than daily mindless busy work, download the Sleeper app today. It will change the way you view fantasy basketball. We'll come back and talk about some of the specific plays and more in this game against the Grizzlies next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I don't like doing that unless, like, I am totally annoyed. I don't drop the big joker in spades or that early. I don't drop the big joker. I only do it when I am officially annoyed, and I don't want to have this conversation. And I'm going to be real honest with you, Walker. I the last thing I want to be talking about at 10 at night is Blake Griffin and the possibility of him coming here. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Before we dive into some of the more noticeable plays, Nada, why don't you tell the people about Sweatblock and how great that product is as well? Now, mind you, there are very few things that are, again, there are certain things that are just uncomfortable to talk about. Getting blown out by 30 in a playoff game is one of them, but the other one is sweat. Now, <laughs> people have suffered through sweat and everything else like that. People speak in public. And they can't help but sweat through their shirt. I'm sweating now, despite having not put on my sweat block, which I can tell this week. But that's why you use the product of sweat block antiperspirant wipes. Sweat block is stronger, more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, which I forgot to do. You go to bed. The next day, you wake up, you wash yourself, and you go about your day without having to worry about sweat. 
guaranteed. It sounds too good to be true. Trust me, it is true. There's no more pitting out your shirts, no more picking out shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with the uncomfortable issue of sweating, you have to have them check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon or CVS. Trust me, it will change your life. All right, let's talk about some of the other player performances in this game. I thought Terry looked good from the rip uh, offensively. Pretty good last oh. night. Six of 12, five of nine from three point range did uh, go perfect from the free throw line four of four. I think Terry loading up is a scary side for a defense. And so there was a play. Uh, I think I forget what quarter it came in, but Terry Rogier is closer to the half court line. Just kind of getting the half court set. He throws it to maybe a Cody Martin and then Cody Martin looks back at Terry and he sees wide open space right there at the three point line and he loads up and he's stepping into a shot and I just feel really good about that shot like in a half court set Terry Rozier loading ups getting able to step into his three that guy doing that I, I just feel a lot better about that ball going in when he is the shooter there but Terry played pretty good last night yeah, Terry, Terry showed you that this was this might not be a one-off like what you expect from Terry Rozier with LaMelo Ball is a guy that can hit the catch and shoot can punish can punish lazy defense, can attack the closeout. And I I feel very, very, very comfortable in all of this. Like, I am, I'm very just, I'm excited to see what happens with this. Like, there's another level to this. And this is something that I know other players had talked about during media day, that there's another level of Terry we haven't seen. Last night was a step towards, yeah, that might actually be true. And if that's the case... Then oh my God, what do we go? Where do we go from here? Um, yeah, I mean, only had one two-point field goal. It was a nice take early in the game, but only had a three two-point field goals attempted. One that was made. I, I want to talk about something Terry said though, and I wish I would have led off with this. Not a Terry Rozier after the game mm-hmm. said that this was humbling for them, which is fine. That can be humbling. I don't yes. want to focus on that 30? specific yes. part. Yes. Yeah, of course, losing by 30 to the Grizz, no matter if it's the preseason game, was a bad performance. But Terry said we were feeling ourselves a little bit. Not how they played the Oklahoma City Thunder uh-huh. in preseason game number one, uh-huh. and they won by like 20 points. Uh-huh. And Terry was saying they were feeling themselves. Uh-huh. What? Are I you mean, surprised? What? You're not surprised. Oh, my God. I, they've got to be the most confident bunch of all time. Just and which is great, but just be like, yeah, we were feeling ourselves. We were getting too cocky. What did you get cocky about? Look, you beat the Oklahoma City Thunder, Nada. Look, I at the risk of being the person that defends the players on this one, they're not confident or cocky. They were just like Terry was honest, and that's the thing. This is I know that's what's scary. That's what's scary, Donna, is that they really were feeling themselves. They don't know any better than to just (laughs) not be honest and not keep it quiet. No, they just tell you what they think, and they are incredibly unapologetic about it. That is awesome to hear. I'm sorry. That is awesome to hear that they were. Well, what's awesome to hear that they were feeling themselves enough after one preseason game against maybe the worst team in the league? Well, fine. They felt themselves. Oh, well, this is how everybody feels. They just don't always say this. I they, they, they don't get blown out by 30 the next game. Not. I just also thought true. that was hilarious. Also true. Like I do. I do find I do see what you're saying. I do find a lot of this funny. 
I find a lot of this hilarious. But at the same time, <laughs> yes. I'm just like, there's a lot of this that, yeah, he was feeling, yeah, they were feeling themselves. Yeah, they were feeling good. They're allowed to feel good. It's preseason. But at the same time, this is when you get humbled. And now we're at both ends of the spectrum. This team is now at both ends of the spectrum, and that's okay. Too. So I'm, I'm, um, I'm also there. Well, I, I hope I hope that they got over that after look, if if you're feeling yourselves after that one game and then this is the performance, the bad performance that writes the ship that allows you to come back on this in the regular season. Hey, remember when we were really feeling good about ourselves and then we got beat the second preseason game by the Grizzlies, 30 points. Let's not lose sight. Let's not lose focus. If that's the case, then fine. You know, whatever. If that's your determination, if that's the thing you go back to, then that's great. I just find it hilarious that this is the example. This isn't Ontario. Like you said, they were feeling themselves. I I believe them that, yeah. that they were all like, yeah, we're we're hot stuff after beating OKC. I just thought that was amazing and we should address that. Um, want to talk about uh, J- LaMelo Ball's performance, too. Yeah. You know, not not a good shooting night for him. Uh, but seven assists, you know, LaMelo still having some really nice plays. One play I want to talk about is the, the late layups that he's been giving us the past two preseason games. So when you have a pick and roll, you're rolling with PJ and it was like, I think maybe one of the second or third plays or buckets, I should say the game for uh, for Charlotte He had a good pick and roll. Mm-hmm. Mello and PJ are the two guys. Mello is looking at PJ and the defender is sticking with PJ because he knows LaMelo is the passer and LaMelo just ever so slowly going closer and closer to the rim. When's he going to dish it? When's he going to dish it? Never does finger roll in the, uh, into the goal. I, I like that's that is going to be interesting to watch because everybody's so scared that LaMelo is going to have a nice pass to the slip guy. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like his it, it's almost and I think you'll get this for those that watch like someone like Wake Forest football sometimes and, I, and again occasionally they I, hey they're good, they're good. I, I've they're been good. banging the Wake Forest drum this year even before it started I feel good about that college football prediction but again shout out to locked on ACC but like you notice there with their option play the mesh point they take so long to hand off the ball on the option it's like they wait to the last possible second to where it makes you it annoys you as a watcher it's the same thing with Lamella Lamella waits the last possible minute then he makes his decision and most like and like it feels like 99% of the time he makes the perfect decision because he has that kind of court vision he's waiting to the last possible moment for those for those mesh points and it's a really awesome thing to see and then on top of that those we're I'm going to fake a reverse layup slash throw the pass out throw the ball out to beyond the arc or in the case of Jalen McDaniel Jalen McDaniel cuts late and then gets an easy dunk. Those are the kind of passes that are really, really awesome to see as well. Because, yeah, because again, his decision making somehow has gotten better after a year in the league, and that's kind of a frightening thing to to, to notice. Well, yeah, I mean, and and you would hope so, but but you can see it. And also, Jalen McDaniels, just the timing of that cut was great. You know, Lamelo drives baseline. Jalen sees that somebody's going to have to bail him out. The C's part in the lane, and he just dives right on in. And Lamelo, of course, is going to see him because his vision is amazing. I'm going to continue to talk about some of the uh, other plays that happened in this game and some of the leftover takes no Vernon carry all that much except for five minutes. Nick Richards plays 12 JT Thor sees some time. We can talk about the big men that Nada is so frightened about. I do want to discuss built bar though, because you get the deal by this point. Built Bar is amazing. The staples are fantastic. The limited time flavors. I'm ready for my other uh, look. I 
I eat all the bars in like a week, right? Like I eat my cookie dough box. It's done. It's over. Can't get enough of it. I'm ready for my limited time flavor. If not, I'm going to have to dig into the orange, the strawberry, the double chocolate, the mint brownie, all of the OGs that are there. Plus, they're high in protein. They're high in fiber. They're low in sugar. They're low in calories. It's healthy for you. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's talk more Hornets preseason basketball coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. Did you just, we got food at home, Alperine Sengun? You literally just, we We're got not food. going to McDonald's, Nada. <laughs> we we do. <laughs> right. Look, I, Eddie Murphy out here. I'm, I'm Eddie Murphy right now, okay? I'm telling you, we're going to chop up the green peppers. We're going to put it in the hamburger meat, and it's going to be good enough. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Bet online is in full swing. If you want to bet on the MLB postseason, we've gotten some of those games taking place yesterday. The division series, they're happening. You got the Atlanta Braves taking on the Milwaukee Brewers in the four o'clock hour, 437 p.m., I believe, is first pitch for that one. Great pitching matchup, Max Freed, Corbin Burns. So maybe you want to get some skin in the game on that one. Go to Bet Online AG. It's the fastest and the easiest way to get in on the action. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. Let's talk about the big man rotation, Nada. Uh, Nick Richards, who Apparently, they liked enough uh, where there were some reports that they, they really liked what he was doing in training camp. And then he gets more minutes in the first preseason game. He gets 12 here, two of four from the field, four rebounds. You know, I, yeah. I can't I still don't see a ton from Nick Richards. Vernon Carey comes in five minutes, doesn't play all that much. Uh, JT Thor got some time, though. Ten minutes, two of four. Uh, JT, man, how about that hip shot from three yeah. getting fouled yeah. and nailing it? That's some skill. That's no, just no, no. nice touch from an athletic big that I want to be a part of my team to mold to see if he can be something in the future. At this point with him, with JT Thor, you know he's going to Greensboro, but what is that kind of kid going to look like when he comes back after a solid season in Greensboro? What is he going to look like? Is he going to be one of those that contributes similar to a Jalen McDaniel late like him, he's a very interesting cat because he's not one of those guys you expect to help you. But the skill set, specifically the length, the lateral quickness, he puts a little bit of weight on him. And that's a complete game changer. I mean, I'm not saying I expect much from him, but next year, Summer League, he might be an interesting cat to watch going forward. I yeah. like I like the skill set. I like the skill set. I like what he can and can't. can't um, I I don't mind the stuff he can't do. I love the stuff he can do. He is one of those guys I'm much more optimistic about than most people. Yeah, I mean, second youngest player in the league, JT Thor, really good um, coming in. A lot of people thought he might be an even earlier first round pick because he was picking up so much steam heading into the process. I think he had the third longest standing reach right behind Akai Jones. And uh, so I think, uh, yeah, th- those guys being a part of this team, I'm excited about for the future. Uh, Nick Richards, Vernon Carey, though, Nada, what did you see from those two guys? Nick Richards, I'm starting to understand what people see. Uh, I, I'm starting to see what the coaching staff and everyone else starts to see in them. Um, 
After 12 minutes last night? After 12 minutes, I, I, I like, after this is like the first, it was the first time where he did some stuff in, offensively in the pick and roll where he made himself available. He still puts the ball a little bit too low for my for my liking as a big. He gets ripped entirely too, too, too much. But defensively, he was better. Rebounding-wise, he was one of the few people that could semi-keep people off the rim and keep, uh, keep them off the glass and everything else like that. He wasn't great, but there wasn't anyone that played the center position last night that was. Vernon Carey is a whole other discussion at this point. Um, I don't – if the case – if he can't get in anytime in a 30-point blowout until the, four, until the final little bit where it doesn't matter, I, I kind of worry about where he's going to be. Is he going to be one of those guys – that this team ends up cutting because they like Richards better and they need the roster spot. I don't think they're carrying Plumlee, Richards, and Carey. I don't think it makes sense to do that. So what's that last roster spot going to be or what's it going to look like? Because if he continues to not look good on defense, and I'm saying coming out the shoot not ready to defend and – not defending the rim because this is something I want people to understand. The center position is more about scoring, but then more than scoring buckets It's about defending your position, rebounding for your position and others. If not do like literally it's that I worry that this kid doesn't have it or isn't going to develop it here for the skill set that he's needed to have to be a center in the NBA right now. And I'm not sure if he's going to be able to find it in Greensboro or if they're going to risk clogging up a roster spot while he figures it out. So I'm kind of worried about Vernon Carey, guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I am too if you're just talking about how long he's going to be on this roster. I think he's a better player than Nick Richards is. And I, I know I, I polarizing as much as a second round pick that doesn't see any time can be right. I mean, this is going to be the most we talk about him. We're not going to talk about him a ton in the regular season. But as I was mentioning earlier on before the year started, how I thought, yeah, maybe here's a guy like Vernon who can come in because they don't have a lot of big man depth. Maybe Vernon is somebody that they rely on have to slowly tread off that or tread yeah. back off that. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just we're Homer Nick Simpson Richards right is now we're Homer Simpson. Well, I, yeah, I mean, it's not like it was awful. It's just we're we're starting to see what the coaching staff thinks of this big man rotation. It's going to be Mason Plumley. We know it's going to be PJ Washington. That was always understood. And Nick Richards, Vernon Carey, we thought Richards was going to be the guy that was cut. Kai Jones, always going to be a wild card. Vernon Carey showed you something when they started him offensively against Brooklyn, where he went off for 20 points, but only gets five minutes in this game. Doesn't see any first half minutes. They continue to go to Nick Richards. You hear a little about Nick Richards from James Borrego. Clearly, we know what the coaching staff thinks about the big man rotation there. And uh, Vernon Carey, he's really dead last on that list. Yes. Let's go to Kai Jones, Nada, just real quickly before we end today's podcast. 13 minutes for him. Still, you know, looks like a guy that's extremely raw out there on the basketball court. Yeah, go to Greensboro. Do not collect two hundred. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. That, like, th- there's nothing you you can't coach around his rawness. I thought with four other guys, you got a lot more time with the starters. I thought maybe you could get away with it. I'm no longer sure. So he's going to be on the Dwayne Bacon, Dwayne Bacon, Devontae Graham plan. He's going to practice with the team. 
He's not going to play, but he'll go up to Greensboro to, to work on what he's learned. And I'm not sure that's not the worst thing for him at this point. I, I, I want to like this kid a lot. I want him to. You can. Do well. It's okay. I mean, yeah, you, you don't have to. You can still like him. Yeah. I mean, that. I, right. I, like you, you can still like Kai Jones. You, yeah. you, you can you can put him in Greensboro. He can sit on the bench. He can be a deep guy that doesn't get a lot of minutes. He, he just doesn't understand the game nearly as much. Not. And that's OK. We've talked about it a million times. That body, the things that he's able to do. Not a lot of other people are able to do on the NBA court. No, you not know, at he's all. got a decent amount of touch. We know about the athleticism, the high motor. Great kid. I just raved about him when I talked uh, when I got to hear him talk at media day. He's just so fun to be around. And so Kai Jones is going to have to absorb a lot of knowledge, whether that be with the swarm, whether that be with Borrego back and forth, Nick Friedman, the veterans. You got a lot of things to learn and that's OK. But once he starts to figure some things out, hopefully he does one. And two, once he does, then Kai Jones will be a force um, at certainly at, at certain aspects of, of basketball because, yeah, I mean, you, you just you've, you've got a ton of tools to work with. No, he's, he's got a ton of tools and it's just teaching him how to use them properly. He's still getting pushed underneath the boards, which is a physicality issue, which is a physical. It's literally a weight room issue. That's going to come. He'll be OK on that. There's the basketball IQ where he's screening guys and he's still in the way of the guy he's supposed to be screening for. That's an issue. There's the knowing where to be on the rebound. I just remember specifically, I think it was in the first half, where he gave up an offensive rebound and that became a problem because it became an and one. And had he just known where to be and grab the rebound, he would have been fine. There's a lot of this that is just a cerebral game for him and he's not there yet. And that's okay. He's got a lot of teaching tape, a lot of stuff that he can clean up that coaches can work with him on. That's okay. He's just not going to help you this year. And I'm all right with that. And I think, I, or at least I hope, Hornets fans are okay with that too. Yeah. Uh, the one defensive possession, John Morant took him off of the dribble. And I know it's always going to be tough for him anyway to stay in front, but just didn't play it correctly when John Morant was driving. And uh, we'll, we'll see exactly what kind of role Kai Jones has with this team as far as James Brago is concerned, how many minutes he spends on an NBA court this year and how much it's really just in the G League. But still plenty to like about Kai Jones. And even Rod Boone wrote a piece on the Charlotte Observer about how the Charlotte Hornets are bringing him along slowly because of where his skill set is. All right, that'll do it for Locked on Hornets today. Thanks for joining us. Sorry we didn't give you an episode yesterday. Going to try to get back on track next week, figure some stuff out and bring you all of those episodes daily. We are back because the Hornets season, it will start October 20th. Got a few more preseason games, though, to talk about. Thanks again for hopping on. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on NBA. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with you Monday. 